All right, all right, all right. It is Halloween evening. Happy Halloween to all of those of you watching this video, either live, on demand, wherever the case may be. We are, we are uh, just going to hang out, relax, possibly browse the web, and, uh, and chat. And uh, this is another test of a of a solo concept called trailer talks uh, for those of you who don't know i am i'm learning a trailer right now trying to figure out what uh what I'm doing in a lot of a lot of ways. Looking for opportunities. Um, luckily, it's just me. You know, I've had friends who've lived in uh, in trailer situations before with kids and everything. And you know, it's just me, a single individual that will be uh, chilling. You know, no. Uh, no other obligations, no family, no kids, no pets. Well, family, but uh, family is at least in a, a little bit of a distance away. And um, I'm tossing up a few different opportunities, tossing around a few different opportunities right now. Currently have an opportunity. Um have a few different 100% commission opportunities. I have streaming, content creating podcast, uh, a few different streams of potential revenue, and um, and so now what I'm what I'm doing is just sort of nailing down exactly what I will be doing. I guess in the in the beginning of the year, uh, I'm not traveling right now. Um, for a, a number of reasons, um, to events, you know, partly financial, partly, um, just my heart's not in it necessarily right now to travel. Uh, there might be something that, that pops up. I might just happen to pop up at DreamHack Atlanta. I don't know yet. Um, it's something that I have budgeted for, but I don't necessarily want to go and uh, and spend that money if uh, if I don't necessarily see the direct correlation or direct opportunity happening. Um, I know a lot of my uh, friends and and colleagues and acquaintances are on the West Coast right now, or I said the Western states right now um attending a esports events there's a number of them happening uh industry events of course like the <clears throat> uh the dota championship happened in in uh the southeast asia and then uh the uh yeah the event in in uh for league legends in in like uh, atlanta or whatever um, and you know, you have your offshoots, your Valorants and your, your Call of Duties and whatnot and all the news that's coming out for those things. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of in a, uh, uh, exploratory, um, mood. That's where, where I'm at. I'm looking for something that's diverse and sort of alternative uh i think you know crypto metaverse um esports real estate and uh, like all this digital stuff is it's it's definitely cutting edge and everything and virtual reality so those are potential areas of interest that i i kind of want to 
work toward right now and um and what i've what i've been looking at is um a reflection on my education you know i talk about this from time to time on the podcast and um you know having attended the university of hawaii and i talked with my uh my friend and colleague knives monroe today um when i attended the university of hawaii it was a sort of a destination uh decision you know i i chose to go to the university of hawaii because of the beaches because all that stuff but i was i felt an anomaly in a way by looking at the overall uh demographic of the university of hawaii you have a number of uh eastern cultures like korea and japan and and uh, china and and southeast asia and those those areas that, that that go to the university of hawaii as, a, as an option for getting a western experience uh a, a western educational experience but then on the other hand coming from like a more western background like that i come from uh you don't get that sort of transfer student like myself all that often you know so it was it was much more likely to run into somebody who was from the islands or from uh from overseas than it was to actually find somebody who was a transfer student from mainland or even from a European or African country or something like that. And um, there's sort of a contrast in that. I went to the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs, where there's a lot of people from transferred from like the Middle East and Africa. And, you know, a lot of people who went there from the mainland, not so many Asian uh, students there when I was when I was going to school there. Uh, before I, I actually graduated the University of Hawaii and finalized my degree. Um, but yeah, that was just sort of a reflection on student life that I was having today. And then it was also a larger reflection on like the fact that the, the larger uh, program that I attended, which was um, digital cinema through the Academy of Creative Media, is changing in a big because while i was attending the um you know whether the university calls it new media or online media or uh digital media whatever the the name that you uh define um uh web 3.5 web web 3.5 web 2.5 and web 3 and even web 3.5 if we want to go there or even four if we get to that level um i think they're getting to the point at which it's more of a of a realistic space than it was when i attended now i have a great foundation of education and history uh under historical understanding of who the founding fathers were as it pertains to this uh, this digital space, and who who deserves you know their lays, um, you know the, the proverbial lay, uh, the ceremonial lay that you get when you graduate or you do something of, of accomplishment or you you know you're making a big change in your life. Like I know who deserves that that award around their neck. I know who that that is from a historical standpoint and like the the elders that deserve that and it's not necessarily the ones that i learned from you know even though they were an influence on me that's they're not necessarily in in influence on the larger diaspora or like the larger um there are larger conversation on of who were the founding fathers of the internet were like their contributions were more of uh, a physical like a like a film come from your film background a cinema background and you know case in point like you know people from the u.s from usc and nyu and and uh you know uh 
other, you know, um, film institutions. And so now that the, I guess, administration has changed to a level that I think is uh, innovative and um, has brought on a, at least some new age uh, change to the, to the program that I attended. I think that the value of film school, which it's no longer film school, don't get it twisted. The va value of digital cinema school, or even just if we just call it digital media school, um, is increasing. The, the problem, problem is, is that in the university system, you're not going to have your Logan Pauls, your... Uh, your Neil Patels, your Gary V's, your your advanced level uh, digital digital video marketers, you know, teaching uh, tenured classes at the university. Doesn't matter what university you go to. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get like Spike Lee and you know and, and master classes or guest guest speaking spots from the James Camerons and whatnot, um, attending NYU or USC or, or even, uh, full sale at this state at this point. But, but when it comes to like getting a, a true education, you know, um, the people who are, who are, uh, driving the narrative per se, or like setting the tone, for what even digital cinema would look like are not educating our up and coming film students. It's just the truth. It's just a, 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 it's a different dilemma than there was when we were talking about physical, uh, splicing and cutting on a, in, in, in a studio of, of of actual film tape and maybe that's alleviated by some virtual online classes and whatnot, but I can't necessarily put my thumb on it as to like, what is the ultimate value other than a discount potentially that can, uh, can happen because a university covers the full cost of a, of a master class or something like that, or, or guest, guest lecturers. Um, attend your university and so uh it it, it it inspires someone to wonder what um a master's in fine arts looks like for a digital media uh doctorate pro doctoral program and what that encompasses for um, for that student, and you know that that person should have a well-rounded, robust understanding of all forms of digital distribution, including but not limited to virtual reality, augmented reality, mixed reality and um live streaming avod tvod svod um pvod and uh metaverse web3 a lot of the things that i'm studying that aren't uh, which, to be honest, at least if we're talking about the collegiate system and the university system, these studies don't, um, I mean, it doesn't offer me any accolades or recognition or certification or credentialing for having the knowledge that I have about these things. And that's sort of um, 
something I've really been struggling with when it comes to my LinkedIn optimization. And, um, and I want to help a lot of people uh, with their, their LinkedIn optimization. So if you're watching the video, you'll see across the bottom is a running URL that, uh, that you can go to and you can submit an application for me to uh, audit, review, and report um, on your LinkedIn profile. So you can go to https colon forward slash forward slash www.trentknox.com slash LinkedIn optimization. And you fill out that form. I'll, I'll take a review of your, uh, I'll make a review of your LinkedIn profile. Even if you know if you know what you're doing, send it in because um, it'll off it'll give both me and the people uh, that also submit to the submit the forum um, some template or opportunity to to improve their uh, profiles as well. And you know, once you've submitted the form, uh, there opens up a door for other opportunities in collaborating with me. And um, potentially coming on to one of the series, either that be uh, business talks with Trent Knox, or um, or even a different series that is on the Trent Knox show, um, where we'll talk about our segments. I don't know if I call these segments or series, really, to be honest, because ultimately they're all kind of be uh, distributed on the Trent Knox show podcast. Um, which you can find at anchor.fm slash Trent Knox. And um, yeah, that's where, that's where we're at right now. So um, I, uh, I'm trying to be more active in, in creating content as well, as far as like documenting my, my, my thought process and um working through the challenges that are facing facing a lot of us today including myself and these um these challenges come in the form of like content consumption as well i want to talk about that a little bit um as far as like inspiration for the content that we uh, that we make as content creators or creative media producers or creative directors or whatever you want to call it, um, depending upon your your situation, you could be, you know, creating content for yourself. You could be creating content for another person, or you could be creating content for a company, um, or for a company for other companies. Oh, and and these are some of the topics that that, that come across the. Um, this just come up in conversation. Let's just say that, and um, you know, I uh, I've kind of gotten less interested in 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 watching esports. To be honest, um, I think you know the the esports that I enjoy is definitely in person i i enjoy the uh the theater of it i enjoy it the same way that i enjoy attending a collegiate football game or enjoy going to a a music festival or anything that's in person to be honest because there's like an electricity to it when watching it on tv you know i used to watch starcraft too um and i i used to you know watch more um call of duty matches and and whatnot i never really got real invested into watching it uh watching it for my favorite team or watching it for my favorite players necessarily but i watched it you know like i said the, the same way i'd watch an nfl game or, or the or an ascar race or um or basketball basketball is i guess a more relatable uh sport because i've never really followed black basketball to a high level um but i've watched basketball and so what's interesting about this conversation is you know 
back in um 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015 time frame, I was watching just TV and then I eventually watched uh watched Twitch and I you know in between that I was watching StarCraft on Gum TV and you know Twitch became the the main platform where I watch content for for a while I uh I'd watch you know uh the popular streamers that were on the platform as well as esports tournaments so from about 2015 to about 2018 you know that was my i'd say preferred platform for content watching and i i say that with like a with a heck of hesitation because i honestly wish i could compare youtube to twitch during that time frame like how much more twitch was i watching than youtube and honestly i'd also like to compare that to how much call of duty i was playing because back then i played a lot of call of duty a lot of madden and a lot of world of warcraft uh you know i think that like you know i only had so long um from the the point at which i graduated college in uh in 2015 that didn't uh didn't have till 2016 where i started to like go and try to start a career and you know i was lucky enough to kind of have a have a stable place to to live um with parents at the time and you know but then it got to the point where i felt a little bit like uh like one of those like lazy bum young uh stay-at-home sons in a way uh back then and uh i i uh i didn't want to accept the fact that I didn't want to accept the fact that people could place labels on, on me, um, or say that I had some sort of, you know, dysfunction or disability, uh, because I didn't believe, I don't know how much I still believe that these sort of disabilities or dysfunctions are, are limitations in that it's not just finance or finances or situation that are limiting, um, anyone's ability to be more social or more actively involved in society so you know uh and i also didn't think that uh being a part of the workforce is a form of social engagement i feel like that's an obligation for the large majority of uh people around the globe and so like if you're yeah you can have a job but that doesn't mean you have a life it means that you have uh responsibility and that um they're accountable to uh another uh responsibility in someone else's essentially um in the world and so like uh, the a good amount of people you know an x amount of people as elon musk would say uh would would be um obligated to go and you know work for a wage and then take that wage and pay pay their rent pay their you know utilities and pay for food and transportation and all of this those different things and ultimately not really live uh live a physical life with society but you know what people are 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 starting to um people are starting to more widely adopt virtual reality and and with that they're they're getting uh a different form of socialization and so the reason why i uh i kind of build up to the topic this way is because my attention has diverted away from 
um, diverted away from this comp competitive reality to an ownership reality, um, a commerce reality, a uh, a uh, a purposed reality, and I've I've looked at I started to more be be more interested into the the color commentary and IRL chat and uh and travel travel videos and what have you that are on the platform of Twitch that are like actively being um being created in real time you know they say in real life in real time you know these are correlated and even another layer to that is I'm I'm sort of seeing the uh mixed reality component that you get from like a sushi dragon where you have you have both in real life content just chatting content juxtaposed to uh digital reality content and hybridized in a way in which you've you've got um you no know, in real time motion graphics overlaying over the top of that uh 2d instance or 3d instance whatever it may be of reality and then if you go full body if you go full body into virtual reality you have the components of mixed reality with motion capture and mocap uh devices to where you're using a 3d avatar and and what have you to represent yourself and your digital cyborg and you know with meta's new release of of the meta quest pro you'll you'll begin to to you'll you'll begin to blur, blur the lines between our perception of the sense of a vision and uh somebody knocking on my door what's up brief break in the in the broadcast gifts family bearing gifts in a nice fully packaged halloween gift i saw this on the table earlier and i didn't ask if it was for me or not but oh man so yeah the uh, augmented reality virtual reality mixed reality wow so you know having that little bit of a time to to break and and think there is that i can like basically rank the versions of reality that are most and in, most interesting to me at this time so if we're talking about xr which is experiential reality that's sort of a component this xr is a component of physical reality and and so it almost feels digital in nature because the coordination the production the marketing component of of experiential reality is designed and and brought to you by virtual reality so the people that you meet on social media 
no matter what platform it is on or just online media in general through whatever channel that people are are are, are uh, connecting you with you on then you you meet these people for either the first time or or uh or you know uh like someone that you've a long lost friend or something like that along you know you you're reintroduced to them um in the in the physical world through experiential reality and so so but that's like a high ticket high um high value experience uh you know so the, the this the more accessible reality at at this time is uh is virtual reality and it's it's that way because it's you know almost for the for the at this point large majority of people in the connected world uh the fastest way to connect and that's where that's where it's it, it's uh it, it's developed for me whereas when when i was younger when i was in high school and in college um this convergence of of, of sorts was happening in real time and and the physical reality was still a big big component of a necessity for people to be able to um, accomplish the things that they want to do in their lives so you know that's not necessarily the truth anymore i think that the majority of people can go online and learn whatever they want to learn get the credentials and and the education that they want online i i don't think anyone is uh i don't think the jury is out on how to um increase the value of what you get from offline um content to what you get online content wise i think you know it's great if you if if you're a person that is looking for a relationship a physical relationship you need to go out and engage with people that you don't know or people that you do know and um and build a formulate the relationship that's going to you know help you find your mate in life or your mates in life or what have you and i think you know um for me uh that that's something that is uh if an interest to me i still go out and i still meet new people and 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 you meet potential uh romantic partners meet potential business partners meet um all different types of relationships through physical reality but that's also starting to to change as well I've, i've met a lot of you know um friendships uh romantic relationships i've met business relationships all online all through through a digital virtual uh environment and it it also is a lot easier to to talk to people online because there's a a sort of a disassociation with um with how people react people's reactions and and what they have to say um online has like a has like sort of a diminished value in 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 ways that that i think is challenging because then that ultimately becomes like the the um the increased value that a, a physical engagement um brings to the table you know a lot of people who who are maybe doing or saying things that they shouldn't be doing based on societal standards 
uh, can get away with that online. But then when it comes to uh, physical um, engagements, they they could get called out for it or or you know um, so, you know face consequences in a physical reality for for those uh, those belief systems. And that's sort of like what we're seeing with Kanye and uh, at a large scale and and also with uh, Elon on a large scale um you know there's not other many other con controversies out there and i mean the other controversy being andrew tate you know he he's seeing the consequences of what he says in a virtual reality uh in a physical reality as well through through his people you know canceling him online and and canceling him in in, in real life as well you know so real life and a lot of people who are like um virtual reality elitists will say like meet world versus um versus uh versus digital world or whatever meet space versus uh cyberspace and uh all interesting the broadcast that i was was watching just actually ended um so now i'm gonna go over here and I'm going to change the broadcast to one of the broadcasts that I follow a lot, and that's uh, in, in the VR chat space, um, Rafflegator, because he's a uh, he's a great curator. He brings a lot of people together. Um, you know, he has his own controversial belief systems that um, you know I've seen him ego a lot of people in grief. A lot of people on his platform but you know i, I feel like uh as a viewer i have a, <laughs> I have a disassociation or, or uh you know i can just kind of turn off the broadcast and go somewhere else if i if i'm finding that he's being too you know egotistical or manic manic in any way um i could just leave and that's sort of the that's actually what's really beneficial about virtual reality versus physical reality because if you end up, you know, attending an event or something like the Travis Scott concert that uh, that everybody got trampled at, or even the horrific events that happened um, during Halloween weekend in South Korea, like there's not much you can do. Like you you suffocate to death, get trampled to death, or or whatever the case may be. There's no way of just like, you know, there's no like if you're in it, you're in it. And that's the situation, you know, there's no real way to turn off the, the entertainment or remove yourself. If you're, you're in the, in the, the, the vortex of the, of the eye of the storm in a way, you know, the, the proverbial, the proverbial shit storm is, is you're going to have to, you're going to have to wear, uh, wear the right attire before you go out. Um, you know, like this old mask situation previously for COVID or whatever. Like those are that was your, you know, your defense um, and your your way of mitigating any issues that might prevail um, in a physical reality. And so now it's all about it's all about how do you protect yourself in a digital landscape as well. And um, that's more challenging given the you know the instant access to to content and instant access to um malware and spyware and all the things that the the online medium brings to you but then again it's almost like mosquito bites to to crocodile um attacks or shark attacks or whatever in real life it, the consequences are far more grave than the consequences of a of your digital avatar being being um canceled or or shadow banned or whatever the case may be in that regard you know hopefully what happens is that the value that you bring to the table in the digital realm is um is is highly intrinsically valuable to the to the audience and the listenership um and those people who choose to watch and um you know not everything is going to be polished and perfect but eventually it will be eventually that um 
if you keep continue to do it long enough, you know, um, and you continue to refine your your offering, and it gets better and better over time, you you end up having more people um, buying into your uh, personality, buying into the, your entertainment, buying into your services, your products, um, the things that you are you are distributing in a digital format. A lot of the way, a lot of it's trial and error. You know, it's a learning process to to get, um, you know, um, knowledgeable and um, and educated on how to to, to do e commerce and versus doing like physical commerce you know physical commerce it's straightforward you you know you get a brick and mortar you set up your products and services and uh you know you get you you, you get a name around town and people come to your your store and they you know um they become patrons of your store and they buy your products digital landscape you know you've gotten a, a lot of competition you know and it's more global in that regard. So, like, people are going to expect people are going to expect payment methods, payment rails that uh, allow for foreign foreign, um, foreign exchanges. And you know, I work with a great partner on that to pull them and facilitating that both in the virtual reality and physical reality. So, um, if you're interested in learning more about that, you can go to Tipalti T I P A lti.trentknox.com and um you know reach out to them check it out i've written a few different blogs uh with them in regards to the esports and gaming space but uh we've also done um some other content as it relates to the creator economy um uh, web 4.0 and and those types of subject matters as, as i explore them as i work with clients in this space um in developing you know different internet of things things um another example of that would be uh, ott distribution of the company called uh you screen which you can go to https colon four slash four slash u s c r e e n dot trentnox.com and you can check them out they are an ott distributor um, with everything that's going on with Twitch and with everything um, that's going on largely in the creator economy, um, as far as uh, video uh, distribution as it pertains to monetization, um, having as a content creator, as a small business owner, as a uh, as a distribution company, having your own platform that uh, multi distributes to all of the smart devices out there um can really benefit your uh monetization model whether it be avod tvod svod pvod fast um subscription based anything uh yeah it's all it's all um uh accomplishable by by working with Ustream. um and there are other resources that I have uh, available for internet providing. Um, I have resources available for for um, I have resources available for, that are, you know, un uncommissioned um, for people who are interested in doing like live on location broadcasts with TV networks. Um, also work with LiveView, Teradek, and and, and those companies as well. And um, if you're, if you're looking for, uh, if you're looking for like more consumer grade things, um, I implore you to go to walmart.trentknox.com. Uh, Walmart, you know, number one retailer around the world. Um, you know, Amazon's pretty close actually. Amazon's pretty close to them. Number one or number two. So it's between Amazon and Walmart. You know, uh, Walmart has more of the physical retail stores around the globe. So, um, yeah, go to walmart.trentknox.com and um, and you can see some of the stuff that we've got going on over there. Commission-based, of course. Um, 
And yeah, so as we wrap it up, I guess in the next 15 minutes, I'm going to be talking uh, about uh, just basically what it takes to be um, what it takes to be a con- content creator, what it takes to uh, to get to a point which you're like a freelancer. Um, and what, what are some of the things that you should be doing as a content creator, freelancer, consultant, small business owner, entrepreneur, all of these, these things, all these labels that you can, can put on yourself as describers of what you do. Um, descriptive labels. Yes. Um, for me. It definitely comes from a a foundation or inspiration of of content. You have to be passionate about a particular activity, whether that be video games, horse racing, um, race car driving, um, you know, this sounds goes like anything that's a simulation in a video game and you enjoy doing it by all means do that in physical reality as a hobby first as a content creator just to get your chops up just as a creator get your chops up you know my foundation started with music um i grew up in texas and i was um i was interested in chopped and screwed music i uh was working in a uh i was doing an internship in a music studio uh they had access to to um or they had access to uh logic and uh dj equipment and mixers and all of this stuff that i never had access to while i was growing up and um always seemed was, was interested in a way um about dj consoles and mixers and things but i never um really had the opportunity to explore that space um for due to like being told like all the time by my family that we just it wasn't an expense that um we could afford um and maybe i didn't you know maybe i didn't voice myself um as much as i i um i could have you know um but i mean like you know i got um i got a gift from when i was like um i remember what i don't know how old it was actually but when i was younger a lot younger uh i I was gifted a guitar and um i like i played the guitar for a while i went to lessons and all of that but i didn't really uh didn't really become like an instrument that like really you know really translated throughout the throughout my life that must have been like seventh grade and i carried that guitar with me like up until like now i still have it and everything you know it's lost it's an electric you know fender uh squire entry level kind of guitar electric guitar lost the amplifier somewhere along along this journey um but yeah i tried to play the guitar and wasn't really didn't really vibe with me um so then i kind of you know i didn't really have an a musical outlet until um 20 2016 when i was working for this studio and you know i had a passion for um i had a little bit of a passion for video and live streaming already so but it was like creating live stream content uh while i was at that studio was when i was like on soundcloud you know with other the other the other kids and whatnot and um i was an adult by then but i mean like these kids were like also like 17 18 years old as well 
So they weren't much younger than me. I mean, like four years is not a, not a long time, especially in your, you know, young when you're your early twenties. Um, so these kids were like really relatable, you know, kids that were doing shows uh, at the local, like local venues and whatnot. And um, there was like a level of pretension to it as well, because it was like a, there was like more like classical musical classical artist classical kids call them artists call them musicians whatever you want you know doing like uh traditional instruments like the trumpet and the cello and the, the piano and those sort of things whereas like i mean this is case in point like i'm super digital native um because like i said i just i tried to play the guitar the electric guitar which is an analog device and you can make it digital but um I never really, I don't know. I just didn't ever really vibe with the physical, physical nature of the guitar or anything like that. Like a, like I did with like sound in a machine. Like when I started chopping, screw, chopped and chopping and screwing music, like uh, like I grew up listening to, because of the distortion and everything that was related to it and like the messiness and, and muddiness of, of, of chopped and screwed music with uh, which kind of eventually bit me a little bit, but um, <clears throat> I, I just, I took it, took it and I took it in a di different genre. I took it towards, um, towards country music and um, you know, I did really well for a while on SoundCloud publishing these chopped and screwed versions of uh of country music and then like popular hip-hop songs and then my account got banned because of dmca it used to be there used there used to be so much freedom back then um on soundcloud it was like free everything was free you could publish there it was free you didn't have to pay to listen to music on the platform everything was free that's 2016 that's long gone from from those days and then you know but that really inspired me to continue doing streaming and um i took that application of streaming in that music studio um to uh i took that to the to the actors studio and i streamed a few different workshops and and um and whatnot while while doing that <clears throat> And that sort of was a component of my content creation space. It's not well documented. That's that's what's sort of tr troubling. Um, because I never was really a, con a, a big consumer of vlogs. Um, podcast, yes. But like the vlog style, Casey Neistat, um, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, like this uh scripted like contrived in a way like videos um i honestly even today i have a hard time like providing examples of like good blogs gary v i mean to a degree is like a pretty good vlogger you know <laughs> like he's creating content that's like business focused and like you know that's super interesting but then like there's a there's sort of a snake oil salesman kind of component to like the gary v clones and people who are who are like gary v in that in that way and like the business of it, it also has kind of jaded me in like a lot of these uh business influencers on linkedin or business influencers on youtube you know, they took the the whole whole Gary V's uh, sidekick D Rock, um, and they tarnished it in a way. They kind of like diminished it, because uh, no longer like that that the D Rock of the worlds have been solved. That problem has already been solved. People have the have the skill set and the talent of of being a D Rock. They already have that. 
that business model has been solved. And so when you see these like uh, low level Gary V clones out, like say, I'm looking for a D rocker, I'm looking for a videographer, I'm looking for a content creator, uh, I'm looking for a TikToker, bro. Um, it's like, and they're like, yeah, I'm looking for someone to volunteer their time uh, with my low level Gary V level to create videos and edit and spend all their time with me and just pay attention to me and, and, and just follow me around. And, and, and man, you're going to get so much uh, value out of uh, like following me around and being my like pet. You know what I mean, bro? It's like bro culture to a degree hustle uh, porn and stuff like that. Like, so there's like this, I don't know frustrating issue with um, anyone asking for a videographer to follow them around and not pay them minimum $25 an hour just for video just for having the camera on uh, and, and that's a full time job like 40 hours a week like these sort of these influencers these business influencers gary v clones they need to be actively doing you know doing things in physical reality as well as virtual reality and then having that videographer be that producer on the back end because they're literally there is no way to be a d-rock for multiple people unless it's like a like a situation like a, a team 10 or like a uh the vlog brothers or or whatever like you're on you're in the squad like you're a part of the squad and the squad is monetized and you somehow have you know equity ownership in 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 the brand and like the nug boys or or sidemen or <laughs> mr beast but you know i don't know what mr beast's situation is i don't know how much equity he's given you know his crew uh to to be a part of the content that that he has created with them now he has you know along the way get you know help them make a name for themselves you know like um um the other dude's names but those dudes names uh and yeah so like there's there's this avenue of content creation and along the way I faced a lot of fuck ups. I've 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 made a lot of mistakes, you know, that have tarnished my reputation, I feel like in um in in, in aspects where I just didn't um I don't know, I can't even explain it like recently this happened recently this happened because and it was out of the control of the content creators it was out of my control it was just the it was both the right and the wrong thing to do at the same time you know you want to be um you want to be personable you want to be well liked and sometimes the thing that will make you most well liked is a diminish can diminish the uh the creative that you're you're doing in the long run um you know and then it's like you you can have like a you know it's just not it's not a it's not negative like you i mean it depends you know it depends how the the pendulum swings but you can you can anyone who's in a, any situation can talk themselves out of you know out of uh, being negatively characterized or, or um, you know, having shade thrown on their name, uh, or or the insinuation of shade being thrown on their name, and um, sometimes you just don't know what what things are being said behind your back about you, you know. And this is this is a good example of it i mean i'm i am currently broadcasting to 
uh, like uh, to, to no viewership on a live stream. Um, and this is a very familiar space to be in. <laughs> and it's, a, it's, it's largely due to like the fact that I haven't been around uh, creating content um, for, for a while. And now I'm just trying to get this, this, this muscle refined again. Um, and get back onto the, onto the, uh, on track with creating content. Um, and so if we re, if we kind of reflect on where this, where this, uh, this last 15 minutes has gone, it's been. The discussion of how to make it as a content creator and make it as a content producer and make it as a creative media director and make it as um make it in these in these these labels and things like that and even a technology developer and um you know uh, an inventor if you want to be a tech inventor it takes takes a lot of trial and error and there are there are um memories in my you know uh resume and and history of of events that lead to where i'm at today that are are dark they're also really you know really bright ones so as far as the low lights and the highlights um you know they're all there And, and and in the Venn diagram of, of life, some of these things, they cross over, man. They, they could be good or bad, just depending on how they're um, caricatured or, or presented. You know, that's why I got to carry a lawyer in my back pocket all the time or side pocket. You know, that's why we have these digital devices to look up words and figure out what they mean. Are they positive or negative? And in this context, is it this or that? Um, we just, I recently had this discussion, you know, with with my family about the word victim and it's like the word victim has been politically charged to, to have a connotation associated with movements and groups and, and ideologies, um, you know, identity politics and, 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 and the, you know, scheme of things and like the opposite of victim be the being the aggressor and that there's like really no middle ground between being a victim and being an aggressor being or even being the threat or you know um being the assailant versus the victim and that's so ultimately comes down to like you gotta have you gotta have people in your corner that you know are are willing to throw you under the bus but also pick up the bus you know <laughs> that are willing to be like oh man probably shouldn't have thrown the bus on that dude but you know we'll pick that ba- bus back up at a later date and you know we'll, we'll, we'll put him through you know we'll put that individual through um rehabilitation and since we threw the bus on that dude man that dude actually quite you know uh the things that that individual has to say, the things that, that, um, you know, the neuroplasticity of the individual, the ability to, to change the, the, the ability to, um, you know, recognize when someone's being jaded and then, um, take that jadedness and smooth the jadedness, jadedness out, change the pitch, change the color, change the, the, uh, the perspective um and then you know repackage redistribute and and sell it as a new product um yeah so these are the top these are the trials these are the tests these are the errors these are the things anywho um as i kind of close on this because i went a little bit over five minutes over and maybe 10 minutes over um i just want to say i really appreciate everyone who's who is tuned in and is listening uh, to the podcast and everything like that. And I, I really want to provide you with some value. 
So uh, I really would appreciate it if you did reach out to me on social media. I'm pretty much Trent Knox on all of the things. Uh, you know, there are other Trent Knox in the world, but if you're if you're familiar with me in any capacity, uh, I'm sure you'll find me. You'll see my smiling face with the Matrix background and the esports business network hat and um yeah just dm me cold dm me whatever it didn't matter i'll do my best to respond um if you're if you want to have some anonymity or whatever the case may be just uh send me an email um whatever like i don't really doesn't bother me how you reach out to me if you need some help or you want some advice or just want to talk to somebody yeah just reach out to me um also if you're like struggling with linkedin or your resume or interviews or whatever i mean i have failed at more interviews than i count count i've uh, uh i've learned who i am what i'm looking to do and uh what value do i um place on my efforts i've i know these things to a very good um i know these to a t put it that way um yeah so you can learn from me um and get my my feedback by going to go to um https colon four slash four slash www.trentnox.com slash linkedin optimization all one word linkedin optimization um i'm not sure if there's a link directly on the website maybe i should probably put a link on the homepage um that you can click on trendnox.com so you can go straight there uh other resources jobs as far as like the whole gig uh gig economy are on there i could probably if you were considering being a twitch streamer or you know um or any form of content creator um give you some advice as to what should you should do and what you shouldn't do but largely you already know all those things um it's also not something that I've really gotten. Um, I've gotten a lot of success at. I've uh, I've built a little bit of a following on LinkedIn, um, based on what I know about the platform, and yeah. So um, I, I can I have more experiential value to give you um, about LinkedIn because I've been a hustler, um, somebody who's really grinded to find opportunities. Um, as a small business operator, freelancer, independent contractor, what have you, you know, hitting the hitting the forums to find people um, that are searching for people that are content creators or searching for marketers or what have you. And uh, even as an agency helped find um, a teams that would facilitate the needs of businesses. Um, yeah. So I think that's going to be the end of this broadcast. Um, again, thank you for listening, everything like that. Follow me on all social medias. And um, we will we'll pick this back up on the next broadcast.